Will Jalen Tolbert start for the Cowboys in week one? And what does his role look like in this offense? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of today. Uh, free and available on all platforms. I am Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Today, I am joined by the fantastic Connor Livesay uh, from at uh, from Blogging the Boys. You can follow him on Twitter at Connor NFL Draft. Connor, I've been wanting to do this show for a long time because I feel like you and I are the two most pessimistic Cowboy <laughs> fans on Twitter. So it's just going to be like 25 minutes of doom and gloom. So I'm really excited. How you doing? They call it pessimism. I just call it realism, baby. It's like <laughs> That's what it, I always say, but nobody buys it. Yeah, that's the same, same, you know, I'm just like, hey, man, I'll, I'll talk about the good when it's going good, and I'm going to talk about the bad when it's going bad. Somehow that makes me pessimistic, but uh, yeah, no, I, I see we always get lumped in together when they're talking about all the negative cowboy, uh, you know, insiders or analysis or whatever. We're always, we're always in the top half of that group. To be fair, part of the reason is you and I are two of the younger-ish writers like in the, the cowboys twitter sphere so right. like we grew up with like the 2003 dallas cowboys is like one of our favorite teams so we're we're not as spoiled as like somebody like my co-host right. landon who got to see the 90s so that's i think that's partly why we're so jaded right yeah absolutely it's like we haven't seen a whole lot of good so a lot of the negativity uh that we that we seem to be loud about is just hey this is what we see every year so we're just we're getting used to it and talking about it <laughs> All right, so make sure you guys check out Connor uh, at Blocking the Boys. Uh, he's a writer over there, over there, does fantastic work. But today we're talking about Jalen Tolbert uh, because there was a report that came out uh, from John Machota, I believe it was last week sometime, uh, basically saying that the Cowboys are expected to start Jalen Tolbert as one of their wide receivers in week one. That's not really news, Connor, because right. we've been talking about this from the moment he got drafted because of their current wide receiver issues. But... I wanted to know your thoughts on on Jalen Tolbert as a player because you studied him a ton going into the draft. What do you see as his upside in the NFL? And if he if he is a week one starter, what kind of role can he have? Yeah, and I mean, I think Tolbert was one of those guys when I was watching him at South Alabama, um, and I was lucky enough to talk to him before the draft. And sometimes you'll talk to some of these guys. Like, I liked him on tape. He was a guy that I was like, all right, I think he's a second-round type of guy on tape, you know, late second round, maybe early third-round type of guy on tape. And then you talk to him, you interview him, and you go, this guy's just got something about him mm-hmm. that you feel like, okay, the tape's good, you know, the the traits are good, but then the mindset's good too. And a lot of guys don't have that mental mindset that they can come into the league and play at a high level. And after talking to him, interviewing him for 30 minutes, you know, I walked away and I was like, man, he was more impressive, you know, in the interview setting than I thought he was, you know, on tape. And, and even though I liked his tape, so – I was really excited when they drafted him because I think he kind of has that mindset that I think this wide receiver room has lacked, you know, kind of since like Des Bryant's been gone. There's been a lot of, you know, passive aggressive, you know, attitudes. I think that's a word that we kind of throw around at times about sure. Amari Cooper and CD Lamb doesn't really have that outspoken like alpha male mentality about him yet. And I think Jalen Tolbert's a guy who thinks that way. He plays that way. And I think it's something they needed in that wide receiver room. So so I was really thrilled to, to land him where they did in the third round. I, I know I talked to Jim Nagy, uh, the director of the Senior Bowl, 
and he said, you know, he's somebody that was the most mature receiver that they've had down there in several years, you know, mature beyond his years. I think he is like 23 years old, so it does make a little bit of sense. But right. how do you anticipate the Cowboys using him? Because I, I watched him on tape. I thought he was better as a slot receiver an outside guy. What do you think? Yeah, no, I mean, I think he's a guy that can do both. And that was one of the things. There was a lot of, like, dominant X receivers in this draft, and then there was a lot of slot receivers, but you didn't have a ton, a ton of those guys that you felt could move inside and out. Um, and I think that Jalen Tolbert is a guy that can. Um, I think that his route tree, I think, is more beneficial to the slot because he wasn't a guy who just absolutely dominated as a route runner at times. I mean, a lot of his plays he made – down the field on, on a lot of those vertical nine routes and some of the deeper post routes. Um, but I think that his smoothness that he plays with as a route runner could really um, catapult him in the slot and allow him to create even more separation and get open more. Um, but again, I think he's a guy that you can put outside, you know, his releases were the one thing that you didn't get to see a ton of. He didn't face a ton of press coverage because defenses were so scared of his ability to get behind him. So they played a lot of off coverage. Uh, but another thing I loved about Tolbert, too, is he dominated double teams. Um, he yeah, saw he a lot of coverage slid his way, a lot of safeties over his his side of the field, and he was able to beat those. And that's something we haven't seen these Cowboys wide receiver do a ton. Obviously, the NFL is a lot different than the competition he faced at South Alabama. But his ability in college to kind of get through and beat those double teams gives me hope that he could do some some good things against good coverage in the NFL. So assuming he is one of their week one starters because he almost is going to have to be. Right. Where can the Cowboys get the most out of him? Do you think it is in the slot? Do you think it's on um, simple routes? Like, what do the Cowboys need to do early in his career to have some success with him? I mean, outside of, like I said, kind of moving him in and out, like we said, I, th- I think the slot's a good place for him to start just because it'll allow him to get some of those free releases off the line, and he's not going to be going up against, you know, some of those corners week week one, week two at Tampa Bay, Cincinnati, you know, where he'll he'll be able to to see a little bit better um, competition or, or not as good competition as he would on the boundary. And um, I think that his route tree can develop enough over camp and over the offseason that that he can get open, get get some of those easy seven, eight, nine yard catches um, out of the slot and then make some plays after the catch. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think early on in his career, the slot could be the best fit for him. Like you kind of said, where you could see him making a bigger constant, you know, instant impact. I think the Cowboys are going to need him to have a big role, right? Because yeah. you look at this rest of the wide receiver room, which we're going to talk about in just a second. Uh, doesn't inspire a lot of confidence, at least going into <laughs> camp. I think, I think you and I both feel like by November, like once Michael Gallup is, Right. back and he's healthy and Jalen Tolbert has some weeks under his belt like they'll be fine and they might even be really good at receiver it's just going into week one it's a little scary how scary talked about that in just a second but before we do that I want to tell you guys about one of our new partners uh Dave if you're living paycheck to paycheck or you're struggling to make ends meet it can be really stressful when unexpected spent expenses come up now Dave can help you get out of a pinch when you really need it Dave is the banking app that you that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That is more money to fill your tank, buy a wedding gift, or catch up on bills. You can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hangups. There's no interest and no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now. 
That is Dave, D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly for terms and conditions. Go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve, member FDIC. Connor, let's uh, let's talk about the the rest of the Cowboys wide receiver room, and I, I'm not sure like what kind of shape you are in right now. If your if your hamstrings are feeling good, because Cowboys might need us at training camp. That's that's how shaky the wide receiver room is right now. So, how nervous are you about the rest of the wide receivers for the Cowboys outside of Ceedee Lamb? Me and my podcast partner Mark Schofield did a show on this a couple weeks ago, and. It's tough because, like you said, like if you can guarantee everybody's healthy, I feel like you, you know, if you can tell me, hey, Michael Gallup's going to be ready by week three, ready to go. James Washington's going to be healthy. CeeDee Lamb's going to be healthy. Jalen Tolbert's going to be healthy. It's like, okay, you know, it might not be top five, top six. And Dalton Schultz, right? We should also mention Dalton Schultz in there. Right, right. Yeah. Like if all those guys are healthy, ready to go, it's fine. You know, it's not like you're thrilled with it, but it's fine. But, I mean, it's just this wide receiver room continues to get banged up. You know, we saw Des Bryant have injuries at the end of his career. Mari Cooper struggled with staying healthy throughout his career. C.D. Lamb dealt with some stuff last year. Michael Gallup has dealt with multiple things. So you're almost assuming that there's going to be something that puts somebody out for a handful of games this year. And that's where it gets scary to me because then you're relying on guys like Simi Fajoko. You're relying on guys like Noah Brown, you know, TJ Vasher, you're getting like that deep into it. So, you know, our, our, we, we still don't know what to expect from a guy like James Washington. I know you're the, the you know, noted Steelers fan around here. So <laughs> you, you should be able to tell us more about James Washington. But he hasn't been healthy either. Like he's, he already missed right. a big chunk of the offseason with a foot injury. So even the one receiver you signed in free agency, I mean, he really hasn't done a lot at all to inspire any kind of confidence going into training camp. Yeah. And I mean, even if he was healthy, it's like he's been kind of, whatever you know he's been a yeah. i mean we're not being negative by saying he's been a below average receiver based on where he was drafted in Pittsburgh. i mean i think the hope is that he could be like i mean they're different players but like the same caliber of receiver as cedric wilson right like right. somebody who is your number four where if you need him to play uh, a bunch of snaps he can be competent but other than that that's it right yeah and uh, like if he turned up to be cedric wilson like i'd be like okay that was great great signing because Cedric Wilson played a lot of valuable snaps sure. last year and did a really good job. So if he could be Cedric Wilson and what the money value they got him for, then cool, that was, that was a great value. But it's just even that hasn't really been what he's been throughout his career. So so my, my next question for you is, and Landon and I talk about this all the time, we think the Cowboys do need to eventually bring in a veteran receiver. Now, when does that happen is kind of up for debate because right. I'm of the belief that you're probably better off waiting until near the end of camp before bringing in, let's say you sign Julio Jones, right? Like that's the big name out there. Cause I want to at least see, like I want to see Vasher get as many snaps as possible. I want to see Tolbert in Washington, but do you believe the Cowboys should go out and sign somebody now before camp even begins? I'm kind of with, like I wouldn't, I'm not killing them one way or the other. Cause you know, if Vasher ends up turning into an NFL player, like that's just a bonus lottery ticket at that yep. point, you know, undrafted free agent. So I wouldn't kill him if they did it now and, you know, use what people would say as a stopgap at that wide receiver position. But I'd like to see what Simi Fajoko's year two looks like. Yep. I'd like to see what TJ Vasher's year two looks like. But also, somebody else could swoop in and sign Julio Jones in two weeks and then that opportunity is taken away from you. So it, it for me, I just want to see this team be aggressive, especially pick, fixing positions that they need to upgrade. And, 
you know, if they wanted to go sign Julio Jones, T.Y. Hilton, a guy like that right now, I think it would be fine. I mean, me and Mark talked about that on our show the other day, and he was kind of arguing, you know, arguing against my take. It's just like, are they really going to go after Julio Jones? Like, he's he's, <laughs> he's no. had the injury issues. Like, there's plenty of he's washed going on right now. But at this point, it's like, I don't need Julio Jones to play 16 games. I need him no. to play six good games to get me. And two. all of them at the beginning of the season, right? Just right. to buy you time. <laughs> right. Now, is Julio, if of all the receivers available between Odell, T.Y. Hilton, T.Y. Hilton, Will Fuller, uh, is Julio the guy you would like to see Dallas at least explore signing? I mean, probably for me, just because he's, I mean, even though he's had the injuries, we talked about him being done. Like, he's still, what, two two years away, like two years ago, removed. he was still yep. a top three yep. receiver in the NFL. So we're not too far removed from him having the, the talent and ability. Obviously, the injuries have kind of taken over that for him, but Again, if he can give me seven, just 70% of what he used to be, I feel like that's your best bet to get you to that that fully healthy core with Michael Gallup coming back and, you know, James Washington getting healthy, whatever it is. So, I mean, I, I would do that just because I think he he still has the, the best ceiling out of that group if he's able to return to form and, and be healthy. See, I think I would go with Will Fuller because I think Fuller can not only help you early in the season, but I think once you get like Michael Gallup back and Jalen Tolbert's playing more snaps, he can still have a role, right? As that number four receiver that can stretch the field, create big plays. I I think I'd be interested in him there. His injury last year was, I believe, a broken finger that he had surgery on. I think he's healthy now. He's actually uh, 2020. I think he only missed five games due to suspension. Seems like he's relatively healthy now. That's probably the guy that I would bet on. But I mean, listen, all these guys have flaws. T.Y. Hilton has not had a thousand yard season since I think it was 2018. Uh, yeah, 2018. Um, Odell Beckham isn't going to help you early in the season. So it's just the same type of problem that you have with Michael Gallup. Right. I don't think there's a clear cut solution or answer out there right now. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's all like, like I would pretty much agree with you on the Will Fuller thing. But I feel like Will Fuller's role and James Washington roles are pretty similar, even though they're different. Like they do it in a different way, but like they're both stretch the field vertical guys. And they are, but one guy's fast and the other one's slow. That's, right. That's like kind I, of the. That's why I'm more interested in Will Fuller than James Washington. Right. And, and, and if you signed Will Fuller, you pretty much could move on from James Washington because they do the same thing practically. But one's fast and one's not. One's, I don't know. Like I said, well, I would rather have Wolf Fuller than James Washington if that's if that's the conversation. Yeah. I wish they would have done that instead of instead of Washington. But I mean, again, like you kind of said, there's no like clear cut like, hey, this is the guy we need to go after because they yeah. all have some sort of flaw or they have some sort of issue that's holding you back from you know wanting to go and get them. But I think one of those guys because we got to remember too, like Noah Brown's the veteran in this. I guess. Yeah, is he the veteran? He'll be there. Like he'll, he's going to fill that same wide receiver five role that he's filled forever, right? But he's the he's the longest tenured wide receiver, I think, out of that group, which isn't great. <laughs> it's not great. Uh, I almost wonder if the Cowboys are more likely to go out and make a trade for like somebody's fourth receiver, right? Somebody yeah. on a rookie contract, Cedric who, Wilson. <laughs> yeah, go trade for Cedric Wilson. Yeah, some somebody like that, right? Uh, to help him out. So I think it's it's fair to characterize our thoughts on the wide receiver position as uneasy going yeah. into camp. Is that fair? Yeah, that's how I am. I mean, like I said, if everybody stays healthy, you're you're pretty okay with it. But that's a big ask. And 
even with if you tell me they're all still healthy, it's like, okay, this group could be good, but how good? Are they going to be good enough to you know improve from 2021? And I think that's the biggest issue for me. I think they're all with all those guys healthy. I think they're good enough to be one of the top three offenses in the NFL, especially if you consider like Tony Pollard as this kind of like right. X factor weapon. Right. I think if they're all healthy, they're good enough to do it because we saw them last year, right? Like with a banged up Amari, a banged up CD lamb and Michael Gallup who missed most of the season, or at least wasn't healthy for most of the season. They still finished as the number one offense in points and yards. So I, I do believe these guys can, be really, really good when they're all on the field healthy together. Let me let me ask you just because I, I don't think I've seen you talk about it much, but where are you at on the CeeDee Lamb like radar being the number one guy? Are you totally buying into that? Or are you kind of well, there's, there's this notion on like Cowboys Twitter that CeeDee's been a disappointment so far in his career, right? I don't and agree I, with that. I don't I don't agree with that at all. Yeah. Because CeeDee Lamb, since coming into the league in 2020, actually leads the NFL in big plays, 20 right. yard receptions, 10 yard rushes. And that's playing with five different starting quarterbacks. I still think he's right. I think he's gonna have a superstar level season this year. I, I I'm not worried about him at all. I think he's gonna be just fine as the as the number one guy. What about you? I think he will be, but I do I mean just just and it's not even like it's a hesitation, but it's not like something I don't have faith in. Um, yeah, just I mean, it's it's like anything. We just haven't, haven't seen really, it yet, right? We haven't seen him do it yet. You know, in the games you have seen him do it, in, you know, be have to be the number one. It wasn't great, but also it was he got injured in Kansas City at halftime, but I don't think he had but one catch in that game. And then yep. I think it was a Raiders game where he uh, he was coming back banged up and he didn't do yep. a ton. So. We haven't seen it yet, and that's my hesitation. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, again, I think I think you could say like saying CD Lamb's been a disappointment is ludicrous in my opinion. Saying hey, maybe we expected a little bit more from him. I don't I don't think that's totally out of the question. But yeah, I mean, I think CD's been a really really good player, and if he can take the next step, then you're like, okay, this this guy's going to be here for the rest of his career. I just want to put it into perspective, like for the people that are disappointed in CD Lamb to start his career, five different starting quarterbacks, eighth most receiving yards all time before the age of 23. It's it's pretty hard to call that player a bust right. or a disappointment when you're when right. you're putting up those kind of numbers. But I do think he's going to have an even better season here in 2022. All right, one more thing we need to talk about: the Cowboys actually made a signing, Connor, a, a big name signing. Not necessarily a good player, but a big name signing. We'll get to that in just a second because I want to tell you guys about Built Bar from the people who invented healthy and tasty uh, protein bars. They've got an absolute fantastic one out now. It is the Coconut Brownie Chunk Puffs Treat. Absolutely fantastic. Covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy, fluffy cloud of coconut chocolate brownie goodness. Absolutely phenomenal. 19 grams of protein, 4 grams of sugar. Only 150 calories. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, Connor, the Cowboys finally made a big signing. Finally, kind of. They signed former Texas linebacker Malik Jefferson, who has bounced around the NFL for several years now. Uh, they actually had to cut everybody's favorite practice squad running back, Jake Quan Hardy, uh, to make that move official. Uh, so what are your thoughts on the move? Is this, is this move the needle for you at all on defense? Can we talk about hell real quick? I hate to get off topic, but Jaquan Hardy's game week 17 game against what was it? Philadelphia. I was like, Oh, 
the division two running backs got a little something. He might be coming for the job next year. Um, no, nah, just just kidding. But no, I mean, I mean he'll, he'll find somebody else's practice squad. Yeah, I've got absolutely, no absolutely. Um, no, but I, I saw that you know this morning that they had signed Malik Jefferson. You know, Texas native guy guy who has been around the facility. I'm sure a lot. You know, since high school days. So they they've been very well aware of him. I remember at times, you know, coming out of Texas a few years ago, people thought he could be a top five, top ten pick. You know, that yeah. year before, yeah. and then down downhill slip from there. But um, I mean, they needed linebacker depth bad, especially going into to training camp. I know there's been a lot of talk about Anthony Barr and and you know him possibly being signed, but they went with Malik Jefferson, and then obviously they signed Christian Sam last week. Um, so they, they went with the two cheap guys instead of the one expensive guys, which that shouldn't surprise anybody based on how they've kind of handled their off season, no. you know, acquisitions for 10, 10 years or so now. So shouldn't really surprise anybody, but yeah, I don't, I don't think it moves the needle much at all. More of a camp body who will probably be one of the first roster cut down guys that we see at the position, unless a ton of injuries happen and he has to stick around and, and make the roster. Do you know how many defensive snaps he's played over the last three years? Seven. Close. Four. Wow, I mean, close. This, this is just somebody who has not played a lot. And it's – I know he's a big name and he's a great athlete, but I, my, my hopes aren't high for this one. However, I'm not totally dismissing him potentially being a good fourth or fifth linebacker because I thought the same thing about, like, J. Ron Curse last year. I thought he was right. so bad and so washed. It was like, why are you even messing around? But Dan Quinn sometimes knows how to get yeah. the most out of these players. I, I, if he does this, like if he turns Malik Jefferson to like into a starting level <laughs> linebacker, I'm convinced that he can like walk on water because that would be truly amazing. Considering how, not, I mean, Jefferson has not played really at all in the NFL because if you watched him in preseason or whatever, it's just it's not good. But you're gambling on talent here, and I have second round pick. Uh, third round good? pick. Third, third? But this is the this is the type of move that you you should be making before camp, right? right? Sign an athlete with big time pedigree. If it doesn't work out, like in the first two weeks of camp, you cut them and you move on. It's not a big Whatever. deal. Yeah. Sorry. No, I mean, like my my only, it's not even an issue, but like my only argument there is, hey, you got a guy. I mean, again, I tweeted it out right before we started recording here, but you know, like Anthony Barr would have been. I feel like he's not not comparing him to Michael Parsons, but like his role in that defense could have been very similar to what Michael yes. Parsons did last year because of the pass rush ability, the off the ball ability. Um, so I don't love to have two of those guys that you can maybe use Anthony Barr as like, hey, we're going to halfway use him as a Randy Gregory replacement, and halfway use him as linebacker depth. Maybe they still go after Anthony. I would Barr, be surprised but, if they still do. I, that's yeah. just one that I don't think they need to do until we get to a little bit closer to training camp or yeah. a little you know closer to the preseason because. What's the rush? Right. And, and I'm he, curious to see how many of those guys are like that because we, we always see the veterans who don't want to do – they tell people, like, I'm not signing before training camp. I don't want to do training camp. That's not something I, I want to do. So that could be something with Julio. That could be something with Anthony Barr, those guys who just want to get their bodies healthy and then play football. Absolutely. It wouldn't shock me at all if we see 15 of these veterans kind of signed midway through August as camp wraps up. I think that's become very, very common over the last few years. Uh, all right, we want to thank you guys for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen today. Now make your second listen to Locked On NFL Podcast. Our national NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league because an offseason doesn't equal a break in the action. 
I want to thank Connor for joining the show. Uh, we weren't too pessimistic, at least. <laughs> I, I I think we could have been way worse. We were, we were trying to be somewhat optimistic. Uh, but if the if the Cowboy season starts to go down in a way that we're hoping it doesn't, I'll make sure we have you back on the show. Does that sound fair? Yeah, we'll get we'll get really nasty <laughs> on here. We'll we'll start losing Twitter followers like crazy. <laughs> follow Connor at Connor NFL Draft. Make sure you check him out over there at Blogging the Boys. You can follow me at Marcus underscore Mosier. Download the podcast wherever you get your your podcasts, and we'll see you guys next time. <laughs>